Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. One day in 2014 in Rochester, New York, a woman named Sandra rode her bike into town to do some shopping. She locked up her steed, shopped, and came back to find it gone. Devastated, she reported the loss to the cops, who warned her that the chances of recovery were slim. Later that day at a coffee shop, she spotted another policeman and decided to tell her sad tale again. Promising to have a look, the cop hopped on his bike and went off on patrol, but not before Sandra had given him a four-leaf clover to boost his chances. Within minutes, the officer had found her wheels. Never, he reported, had he ever recovered a missing item so quickly. The clover had apparently done its work. Nearly as interesting as the happy outcome of this story is the fact that Sandra had a spare four-leaf clover on hand. It was no accident. She collected them. In fact, she had so many that she made a habit of giving them away. In this, she's not as unusual as you might think. The Guinness World Record for the largest collection of four-leaf clovers goes to one Edward Martin of Cooper Landing, Alaska, who has amassed more than 100,000 of them. And that's truly astounding when you consider the fact that your chances of finding a four-leaf clover are only one in 10,000. So four-leaf clovers are supposed to bring good luck, and clearly some people really want to pile it on, but just what is it that makes them so lucky? The legend goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. One tale tells that as they were being hustled out of the Garden of Eden, Eve plucked a four-leaf clover to carry with her as a souvenir of paradise. The druids of the ancient Celtic world were also big fans of four-leaf clovers and carried them around to ward off malevolent spirits. This practice evolved into a medieval theory that a four-leaf clover would give you the ability to spot fairies and take evasive action if necessary. As a result, back in the Middle Ages, kids entertained themselves by ferreting out the necessary stems and heading out on fairy hunts. With the little green plants enjoying such popularity, it's no wonder that St. Patrick decided to use them as a teaching tool when he set about converting Ireland to Christianity. The four-leaf variety being in short supply, he settled on the ubiquitous three-leaf clovers to explain the three-in-one nature of the Holy Trinity. One leaf stood for the Father, one for the Son, and the third for the Holy Spirit, all united on the single stem of the Godhead. Similarly, a poem in the popular tradition holds that the four leaves on the lucky clover signify fame, wealth, health, and faithful love. Along these lines, there's an English belief that if you dream of clover, you're guaranteed a happy and prosperous marriage. West of England, in Cornwall, Some people alleged that if pixies stole your child and left a changeling in its place, the only way to get your own offspring back was to lay a four-leaf clover on the imposter. So we've established that four-leaf clovers have been considered powerfully lucky for a long time, but why? A clover is a type of pea, and it's valued by farmers for a couple reasons. Cows love to eat it, bees like to fill up on its nectar, and the plant itself likes to fill its boots with nitrogen. That's to say, clover is very good at pulling nitrogen from the air and rooting it in the ground for itself and other plants to eat. There are over 300 species of clover, but the best one for the soil is known as white clover, or Trifolium repens. Trifolium repens also happens to be the kind of clover that produces the lucky four-leaf aberration. That fourth leaf, as it turns out, is the result of a suppressed gene that sometimes fails to be suppressed. Like many plants, white clover normally grows leaves in groups of three because, for reasons no one is entirely sure of, lots of plants, from sunflowers to pineapples, grow segments and numbers in the Fibonacci sequence. 
uh, you know, it goes uh, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, etc., with each new number being the sum of the two previous numbers. It's also what the golden spiral is constructed from. So, the genetic anomaly that creates four-leaf clovers only happens in one in 10,000 clovers. It's that rarity that accounts for the luck associated with four-leaf clovers. In other words, you're lucky just to find one, so it stands to reason, a certain kind of reason, that more luck will follow. In that spirit, here's a bit of clover trivia. In 2009, after studying ways to crossbreed this lucky plant, a farmer in Japan grew a clover with 56 leaves on it. Again, off from the Fibonacci sequence's norm of 55 by 1. Logically, that makes it 14 times luckier than a mere four-leaf clover. Or rather, illogically. This is what scholars like to call magical thinking. Because of the way our brains operate, we're constantly looking for connections in order to explain the happenstance of the world around us. Magical thinking kicks in when we refuse to revise our conclusions despite all the evidence to the contrary. Take the story of Sandra and her stolen bicycle. Both she and the officer who found it attribute the happy outcome to the four-leaf clover she gave him from her collection. But a skeptic might ask how someone toting a quiver of the lucky clovers would have had the misfortune of being robbed of her bike in the first place. Magical thinking skirts around awkward questions like this and sticks to the convenient details while ignoring the inconvenient ones. That said, in this case at least, magical thinking is a lot more fun than skepticism. Today's episode was written by Osin Karan and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other magical topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.